I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Because they came to whose house? Ah! What's up, Cuse Nation? Welcome to the Cuse Nation podcast. I am Sean alongside TJ. We can be found on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play Music. You can like our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Cuse Nation podcast. So we got two games for you today. Uh, First, the atrocity, the 9360 loss to St. John's that is just aren't, despicable. Aren't you glad that one's over? Yeah, aren't you glad that one's over? That's uh that's awesome, TJ. Uh we don't app- <laughs> You've been waiting TJ's been waiting a week and a half to use I've that one. So long. <laughs> uh I'll tell you what, it's a good damn thing we didn't do that uh do any uh, analysis on that game sooner than now. Yeah. Because um I mean, that was just atrocious. Yeah, I don't and, even want to spend time talking about it. I know. Well, we're going we're gonna to hit it quick. But um, one huge takeaway from that game is that I don't think I've ever seen SU in particular ever just flat give up like that. And they just flat gave up. They, they yeah. stopped running down the court and... You're at home, and you're letting these guys run the tables on you, and it was atrocious. I mean, fast 18 fast break points for St. John's and 32 points off Shoot. of turnovers. That's crazy. We lost by 33. They scored 32 points off of turnovers alone. Wow. Um, You know, and... They didn't, they weren't, you know, we've, we've been getting killed by the three all year. Well, they shot, at the end of the day, they shot 41%. To go, our 16. Yeah, to our 16, which was pathetic. We couldn't hit the broadside of a barn. I mean, there was just, it was just awful. I mean, I yeah. thought Leiden played a really good game, but he only scored 16 points. But the thing about that game was, like I said, they gave up. They only played like five minutes of the second half. Yeah. 
<laughs> and, and it was the second time this year that I can think of, correct me if I'm wrong, or if you can add another one, where their first half points, um, where were they at, at the at the end of the first half? Syracuse had 29, St. John's had 39. Yeah. I mean, only down by 10, but 29 points and a half. And they yeah. about, they about you know, averaged out. They, they only got up to 60. Yeah. Yeah, it, which is their average. Yeah, 18,663 um, was the attendance in the Dome. And they got to watch the, the worst game ever played in the Dome. Ever. Ever. Give me another one. And the reason I say that is because they gave up. They stopped yeah. playing. Now, um, the players got together and had a players-only meeting, and they actually came out, obviously, and uh, we'll go over this game and spank Cornell. But that's not showing me a whole lot. I'm sorry. No, it's not. Not at all. So, um, you know, to just go over this, um, some of the stats real quick, and I'm going to bring in Joey G., Who's going to be joining the podcast officially once once um, uh, conference play starts? But um, I've got some pre-recorded stuff. We were just um, talking and testing out um, testing out his his equipment and stuff, which is um, you know we were talking. So I just pressed record on it and let it go. He didn't know, so uh, he did pretty good. But Joe's our analysis guy. He's going to be good. So anyway. Um, as far as that game goes, T, what did, what did, what, what was the good out of Syracuse? Um, well, Tyler Robeson's finally seen some more minutes. He had 20 minutes this game, but his production was still low, you know, five points though. He did make sports center top 10 with his, his put back dunk, which was pretty sweet. <laughs> no, that, that was Cornell. Yeah. I thought that's what we were talking about. No, no, no. St. John's St. John's. Oh, okay. You want to re- redo that? I'm rehashing St. John's. I'm sorry. Well, we don't have to. Well, I do have a takeaway, though, from the St. John's game. That's why I asked you. Okay, what's your takeaway? Um, 32 points in the paint. That's over half of our points. Wow. Obvi- well, we didn't hit anything from behind the arc. No. And we're definitely not hitting 15-foot jump shots. Our field goal percentage was pretty decent, too, at 57%. Yeah. It was just our three-point that... We yep. take way too many three-point shots. They got behind, and, yeah, and then that was it. It was behind. It's like, yeah, the second they get behind, they think, "Oh, we need to start shooting threes to catch up." Yep, and it's then, like, no, stop on the defensive end, turn and bring the ball back. Take your time, take a decent shot, and let's go. Yeah, no defense has been so. There's been such a lack of defense, um, and. You know, I talked about this a little bit with Joe earlier about how the zone collapses. And uh, actually, um, he explains a little bit of it. So um, because this was a random record, um, it starts off about him talking about uh, Syracuse. I've seen games where they're close, maybe, you know, double digits, maybe 9, 10, 11 points. And then maybe it gets out of control late, but I've never seen that. No, and Ever. they just they just flat gave up, and they stopped even they stopped even running down the court. Oh yeah, I mean they were just giving up fast break layups, just left and right. They they completely gave up. And I mean, to be completely honest, if you go four for twenty, if, we, if this team goes four for twenty four from the three point line, we're not winning too many games. No, that's right. So yeah, I mean 
I think they went 12 for 29. And I mean, I think just basically when we play equal athleticism, size, speed type teams, something happens. Well, um, they, um, they didn't need to shoot. St. John's didn't need to shoot threes because they would just take it right to the rim. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, they also attacked it a different way though, too. If you noticed that, I didn't know if you noticed that, but I mean, usually you spread it out. You have a guy up top with a couple wing players and you got the guy in the middle at the free throw line. You got the guy that he runs the baseline, but they did a little three, two, two. They had two guys at the front and they just left all that space at the baseline. I don't know. Something about Chris Mullins, man. He attacked that damn zone like I've never seen it. Yeah, you and know, they, and my and my neighbor is a Chris Mullen fan, and he mm. he said, "Watch out!" And I was like, well, oh, they St. John's ain't nothing." <laughs> well, I mean, have you seen their losses? I mean, I know they just beat a good Providence team, but I mean, dude, they lost to they, the first game of the they first lost, game of the season. Lost to Nichols College. And they only won they their their big win up until they beat us was um, Purdue. Oh, you're talking St. John's. Yeah, okay, I'm yeah, sorry. yeah, yeah. So I was going ahead. I was oh. going to Boston College. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> um, yeah, but um, you know they gave up on that game. I was pathetic. I was actually like really upset because there was just no. They just through halfway through the second half, there was no heart. There was nothing there. Uh, it was bad. I mean, we've beaten the teams you need to beat, but. Let me ask you a question. What's our best win right now? Uh, you, uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know we, if we have yeah. one. <laughs> we don't. We don't have a good one. Our best one is Monmouth. Yeah, I guess you're so, right. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you could say arguably we sh- should have, would have, could have. If the butts were candy and nuts, we'd all have a merry Christmas. But we should have beat Georgetown yeah. and we should have beat UConn. Yeah. Yeah, especially UConn. I mean, but, St. John's, like you said, they were a totally different animal. And yeah, they they attacked weird and they hit for threes. And, I mean, like I said, it's so funny when you, people talk about bad losses. Like, when you look at Boston College, they lost to Nichols College. They lost to Harvard. They lost to Hartford. They lost to Fairfield. Like, those are bad losses. But they have a better win yeah. than us with Providence. So... I mean, with us, we haven't had bad losses, and you can't say St. John's. I mean, they're all kind of big-name, big-conference teams, you know? Yeah. What's up with St. John's, UConn, Georgetown, South Carolina, I mean, Wisconsin? All big-name teams. So we just got to win a game. We got to win a good games in the ACC. Yeah, we're That's gonna need, it. we need momentum, and we haven't strung together. We haven't strung together enough wins to get any type of momentum going into, you know, games. Well, and that's my, that was my question too, is because in the world of college football and basketball now you have these graduate transfers, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. Like, and which, uh, Chukwa you know, was one, right? Or, no, what, Chukwa, Chukwa. Chukwa actually was, a, he transferred from Providence oh, okay. and he actually sat out last year on the bench, but Gillen and uh, White both are. If you graduate from another school and you want to go to school somewhere else, you don't got to sit out. And a lot of teams use those as Band-Aids to have good players. And uh, I think throwing a guy in there like that just for one year to try to learn the 2-3 zone sometimes, I don't know. This is like his first year of like trying it, of ever doing it. And I just don't know if that's going to be an option 
And the in the zone, the zone, I've never seen the zone collapse so easily. Like that's supposed to be a jigsaw puzzle for people and it's just not. It's no, because all those guys are you have so many new faces. I mean, think about it. I mean, there's so many new ball. faces that are trying to figure that out, you know? Yeah, and they're chasing the ball. They're chasing the ball. They're leaving they're leaving their, their area and they're chasing the ball. And then Yeah, and they're having a very hard time finding the guys that are shooting. I mean, that's really the biggest thing with Beheim. He moves around the zone depending on how the other team's attacking it and who's shooting well. And if someone's hitting threes, you better be out on him or else he's going to call a timeout and take you out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, um, well, we'll get into this some other time, but uh, I've gotten I've gotten to this with my brother about the um, – you, you shouldn't be able to leave um, college and go to the NBA until after your sophomore year. The the one that, yeah, I mean, what do you think, honestly? Well, I mean, it used to be right out of high school, but I think that kind of that hurt the NBA game. I think a lot of them changing it to just one year was the NBA. Oh, really? <laughs> but um, yeah. Well, just because the more maturity, give them a chance to take some classes and you know figure sh- you know get out on the campus you know and stuff like that. But I don't know. It's uh, I mean, that wouldn't be awful. That wouldn't be awful. I mean, they do it in football. You got to play two years. Yep, two years. Yep. It shouldn't same be thing up with to base, be. Same thing with baseball too. You can get drafted right. Well, you can get drafted right out of high school uh, with college baseball, but if you decide to go to college, then you got to play two years right, before right, you go back right. into the draft. Right. And hey, that's I'd be fine with that if they want to draft right out of right out of high school, as long as they never step foot in a college and start on a team. Then what the hell is right. the difference? There really isn't one. You know what I mean? At all. Because so. there are some people that are ready for it right out of high school. I mean, there are people. I mean, why why take that opportunity away from somebody? Why take two years of making that kind of money away from somebody if they can actually handle it? You know? Yeah, exactly. It's not, it's not their decision to make. But if someone does go to school, then, yeah, I mean, you should have to do a two-year thing. I would, I would think that that would be – plus it would make things more competitive too. I mean, how sick are you of just Kentucky Starting just over. every oh, year? yeah, just, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like every year they get the talent. Look at them this year. I mean, they have the talent to win the whole thing, and they're run by a bunch of freshmen. I mean, that's been a de- it's been over a decade of that with them doing that. <laughs> yeah. With Kyle yeah. Perry, I mean, he yeah. just gets his guys. They they run for a championship for a year, and then he does it again. And he has the yeah. name recognition to bring these players in. So, you know, if he had to keep these players for two years, he would still be good. But that would open doors for other schools too. It's kinda, yeah, it's, I think I think what you like how baseball does it, how, like what you said, it's probably how it should be done because like football, nobody's ever really physically ready out of high school to go to the NFL. No way, no so, way. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> so, um, putting St. John's behind us. Thank goodness. Yeah, um, we're gonna look ahead to a a, a decent win in Cornell. Um, you know, probably well. It, as Joe was just saying, our best win of the season, if you take our wins for the year, was Monmouth. <laughs> okay, we haven't done oh, God, anything. Okay, coming in, bringing um, Big Red into the dome and spanking them by, you know, 24 points, it's not a huge accomplishment. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to be negative. It's just not. No. So, um, you know, 
in like we'll talk later bringing you know going into ACC play this is a, is a good you know kind of little momentum going into ACC play but it's going to be huge to pull off a win against um Boston College now with that said um a couple things that went a little different for us during Cornell was they only went six for 24 uh, from behind the arc, um, 25% for the whole game. So we've been getting killed by the deep ball pretty much all year. And yeah. for a change, you know, um, they weren't hitting them. Now every other team has been hitting them. Yeah. So, and you know, so, so we're bound to get lucky with a couple of teams not hitting them. <laughs> yeah, right. I know. So I guess uh, we had, what do we have? Oh, we had um, Tyler Lydon uh, pulling in another 20 points. Yeah. And um, against Cornell, we had 38 points in the paint. Wow. But what what really stuck out to me uh, with, with Cornell was... Um, 16 fast break points and 19 points off of turnovers, which, you know, we haven't, um, we haven't done either one of those things a whole lot. Yeah. Uh, fast break. We're like known for that. <laughs> exactly. And fast break points have been hard to come by and turnovers, you know, I mean, we just went from turning the ball over like 19, 20 times against St. John's. Um, to know, you know, actually doing something with turnovers, um, you know, in a positive sense. So, right. I mean, what'd you take away from that game? It, it being it, it is Cornell. I know I get it, but, um, you know, the players had their own private meeting. Um, oh, I, and one thing to mention too, I heard on the uh, broadcaster in the, the game, um, Chukwa is out done. So we will never see him again. Oh wow! I don't think. Oh no, he was a he was a transfer. He wasn't a great. He's not a grad transfer, right? I don't think so. Anyway, um, so he's out with a detached retina, um, indefinitely, probably, uh, probably the whole year. So anyway, um, and, hey, Andrew White is kind of slipping. He only had two points against St. John's, and then he only, I mean, twelve points against Cornell, but. Still, I mean, that's not great for playing against a Cornell team. Well, you know, you know? what it is, too. No, you're right, and you know what it was. Hmm. It was um, 0 for 5 from behind the arc. Oh, uh, yeah. And when he was hot, you, you know. He was just draining threes. Yeah, he was draining the threes, and he was, you know, he was just, you know, he was stroking it. And that's when yeah. he was That's when he was really shining, and he just he's just not there with it. Um, yeah. You know, I mean. I guess he's gonna be streaky. I, I, I yeah. like another Cooney. It's like yeah. you know, Cooney misses his first shot. First shot, forget it. Yeah, you know. But having hey, these... how about Thompson too? Sorry, I didn't mean it. No, no. Yeah, sure. go ahead. Yeah, the freshman man, eighteen points against Cornell, ten against St. John's, eleven against Eastern Michigan. Uh, Georgetown, he had nine, so he's almost a double-digit guy every time out. Yeah, and he did follow out against St. John's, um, which mm-hmm. tells me, you know, he's either a little frustrated or he's just trying to make too much happen on defense. But yeah, no, you're right. And um in fact Joe um Joe mentioned that too. Yeah. So yeah, and and um you know, the the matchup situation, 
Uh, Joe thinks that's why Daywan Coleman's uh, minutes have been getting cut. And, you know, he played he played nine minutes. Right. And, and Roberson it, got 20, which is a huge jump from the past few weeks. Yeah, but um, Daywan Coleman had, had three turnovers in nine minutes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean. That's a minute every three. That's a turnover every three minutes. <laughs> I know, but he was doing good when he was in there. He was doing good. Yeah. The, I mean, he one, only had one rebound, though. Yeah, I know, but at one point in the season, we were like, hey, you know, the, yeah. when we didn't have a leader, I mean, finally Leiden is consistently stepping up to lead this yeah. team. And finally, you know, thank God for that. But at one point, we didn't have a leader, and there was a question, you know, it could have been Coleman because he was playing that good, and he was getting right. the minutes. So, right, you know, um. You know, it's a it's probably like Joe said, it's probably a matchup thing. So, you know, it's a little frustrating though seeing him kind of like get his minutes cut when he was playing so good. So, I mean, you know, I'm not the coach, but that's another thing I want to talk about. I have never, I don't have anything ever bad to say about Jim Beheim, but it just is a little bit like, is he really in it? Right. Yeah. Does yeah he it, does. He seems something seems off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he's like lackadaisical, man. Yeah, uh, I, yeah <laughs> I don't know, I know what it know. is. It's weird. But another thing too is our NCAA um, wins. No, our um, our 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 penalties with yeah. with the scholarships and whatnot. So we kind of scrounged up what we could scrounge up. Oh, right. But right. you know, we don't have we don't have we're we're losing what three scholarships a year. Yeah. Our four scholarships a year be this year and next year too. Right. So um, what else you got to take away from that Cornell game? I mean, it being what it was just for the hell uh, of it. Sports center top 10 Roberson. <laughs> yeah. That's about it. That, that windmill put back. <laughs> yeah. That was beast. That was beast. And he ended the half with a nice one too. And now you. Yeah. So I love Roberson. I thought he was going to be the second coming of CJ Fair, but I don't know what's going on with him. You know here. what though? CJ CJ Fair was 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 really good, you know, pretty quick. Yeah. But um I mean he'll come into his own, dude. You know the good thing about Roberson is he's probably a four-year player. Right. You know, C, well what CJ well, Fair he's was a senior a, though. Oh, is he? Yeah. Okay. Well, so you're right. He, he, <laughs> he is, is a four-year four year player. player. I was right. right well, I <laughs> thought, maybe, maybe he'll be like day one and just stay a couple extra years. You know, take basket weaving or something. Yeah, move in? You mean move in? <laughs> yeah, just move in. <laughs> day one Coleman has a, the suite in the dorms. <laughs> um, I guess I should have uh, known that. Well, I don't. Well, I should have known that. But hey, whatever. That goes to yeah. show how much of an impact he's made. In four years. Right. Um, so looking ahead to Boston College, what do you got? Yeah, so, okay, our all-time record against them is 45 and 24. So we're pretty much kicking their, you know what, um, every every other time out, basically. Um, and then some fun facts about Boston. I, if you guys don't know by now, I am TJ, the fun fact man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's I'm why, all about my fun facts. That's why he gets paid the most. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
<laughs> Boston College has the most popular college on Instagram, which is pretty crazy. Is I it guess a, because uh, of their, their buildings. School? No, I don't think so. They're just the third most Instagram college. Really? Built, the buildings just look like castles, which is, I guess, Instagrammable. <laughs> Insta famous. <laughs> Insta famous. Hashtag blessed. Um, <laughs> um, Boston College has over 7,000 alumni couples. Isn't that, oh, wow. That's isn't that interesting. interesting? Yeah. Yeah. Um, during exam week, Boston College brings petting zoos and puppies for the students to play with. <laughs> Sounds like a safe zone to me. <laughs> it does too it totally does I wasn't even going to say anything um, did you know Boston College's campus is mile 21 for the Boston Marathon I did not know that that's interesting yeah um, let's see I might have one more uh, oh and of course everyone knows Doug Flutie's famous Hail Mary touchdown Yes. From the 1984 game against Miami. Yeah, uh, Doug Flutie, uh, old Buffalo Bill. Yep. So there's, I think there's a statue of Flutie. No, there's campus. not. Is there really? I think so. Wow, he must be amazing. Yeah. Well, he yep. did make he did make a Wheaties box though. Yeah, he did. So if you make a Wheaties box, you have to have a statue. Right. Because they mean the Wheaties box is up here and the statue's kind of like this. <laughs> Pretty much. Right? Oh, he, he yeah. had, wait, wait, no, wait. Maybe he didn't have the Wheaties box. He had Flutie Flakes. Oh, that's what. He had his own cereal. Yeah, his own cereal. He <laughs> definitely has a statue. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> he's like, he's like, Wheaties? No, uh-uh, no. no. I'm, I got Flutie my Flakes. own cereal. <laughs> I, that reminds me, you know, I've got a box of Syracuse cereal. Yeah, I bought that for you. Oh, you did? I bought it at Ollie's here in Virginia Beach. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, I still yep. have it. So that means, and there's a ton of Syracuse people on it. So that means all of them have statues probably somewhere. Yeah, it's it's Ernie Davis. <laughs> Mikey it's Powell. Jim Brown. It's yeah. uh, Jerry McNamara. It's, uh, well, Jim Carmelo. Beheim, Carmelo. Yeah, Powell that's, Brothers. Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, okay. Oh, actually, actually, I have. Do we have time for a funny story? Yeah, of course. So, so you know, back when the whole thing was going down with uh, Pearl Washington, I had a I had a moment of weakness, and I went on eBay and bought a Pearl Washington signed photo. It's actually pretty big, bigger than eight by ten, and <laughs> so I must have been nervous about my wife knowing about it because I put it up in my closet. And never even opened it. So when I went to go wrap some Christmas presents that I had hiding, found I found it. it. And I was like, I found it. And I was like, what the hell is this? I opened it up and I, I had to tear up a little bit. I'm like, I got to get a frame for this ASAP. <laughs> You're going to tear up when I beat your ass with a <laughs> sock full of cue balls. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I wouldn't do that. Uh, yeah, I would. Yeah, you would. <laughs> Um, well, do you have anything to add to, um, upcoming Boston college New Year's day? Uh, yeah, just a couple things. Free throw percentages where both teams are pretty terrible at the free throw line. Good. So don't be surprised if this comes down to uh, a couple points 
because of the free throw. And also our three point percentages were 40th in the nation. They're 60th. So that's going to be pretty tight as well. Um, but things that we can take advantage of turnovers. We have, they have a lot of turnovers compared to us and our assist to turnover ratio is really high, like in the good compared to them. So we need to take, take advantage of those turnovers. Yeah. And like I said, we, we, we scored, um, 19 points off of turnovers against Cornell, um, versus (laughs) nine points off of turnovers against St. John's when we got crushed. So yeah, that's good. Um, all right, Joe. So looking ahead, um, now our first ACC, regular ACC game, Boston College, what are we going to look for? Um, I think we're just going to look for some defensive consistency and building off this win. Um, Boston College has not looked very good. They have very bad losses, but they just came off beating Providence, and it was all three-pointers, which we know – They've been killing us on threes this year. (laughs) Exactly. So, I mean, to take a, you know, a little thing off Louis C.K., you know, yeah, we should probably, probably beat them. Right. Well, we should probably beat them. But maybe Boston College did what they did to Providence, and we don't make our rotations. The guy's making threes, and you know how we do with the – Defensive rebounding in the zone. Do you so know, I don't have it right in front of me. Where, where is that game? Do you know where that game is? I think it's actually at BC. We do play them twice this year, though, so um, we're going to get a home and away regardless. But their main guys, um, their two guards there, uh, Jerome Robinson and Kai uh, Kai Bowman. Uh-huh. They're the two best guys. They're, I mean, Jerome Robinson. I believe he's second in the, the, the ACC in scoring. I think 20 and a half points a game Damn. and Kai. Yeah. And, and he's just only a sophomore and their other guard, Kai Bowman. Um, he, uh, he's only a freshman and he's starting to come on and he's the only other guy that averages double digits. So they have a lot of weird scoring coming from different places other than their main two guys. And that's pretty much what we gotta, we gotta worry about. And I mean, like I, like I said, we should be able to take care of it. They lost to Harvard. They lost to Fairfield. They lost to Hartford. They lost to Nickel State, you know, but then they beat Providence. So, yeah, but it's like, you know, any given team. But yeah, well, starting, it's the ACC. It's the ACC. And, and starting off with a win would mean all confidence for SU. Oh. And they need some, they need some confidence right now because, um, you know, coming off of a really decent win over 30 point win and going in and, and being able to beat Boston college at home would be huge for, for confidence and momentum for those, for those guys who've struggled all year. So, well, well, exactly. I mean, like you said, I mean, they had their little players only meeting and, um, they came out and beat Cornell like they should have. And now it's time to build off that and gain their confidence and actually beat an opponent that has, Similar size, strength, and speed. Yeah, which I mean, they haven't been able to do. Can you can you really compare it to? Can you really compare it to um, Cornell though? I mean, that's a game no. that you know they they haven't really shown us anything. Like you said earlier, they're they're beating they the teams. Beaten? Like I told you, I mean, what's their best win? Monmouth. Monmouth, right? Team that's ranked what eighty ninth. Like, 
I don't. Come on. <laughs> what are we? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I'm a big fan of Ken Pomeroy. <laughs> he's got uh, some weird, weird equations, and he's got his weird little, you know, defensive, offensive efficiency, and he's got a bunch of weird stuff. But usually, he's pretty accurate, and he's he's surprisingly still got us in top fifty. Really? He, yeah, even with our losses. But like I said, the best one was Monmouth at 89. So. We got a we got a large large hill to climb, my friend. Yeah, we need yeah we need to. I hope it doesn't come down to my fear is right now from what I've seen so far is it coming down to having to win the ACC championship. Uh, yeah, to that's, get in is yeah. my fear right now. So, coming well, out- there's two there's two things. There's um, we have to win games, good games. We have to have yeah. quality wins. We have zero. You know, we need that for the resume because, you know, we're not going to have 22 wins. So, no. but the good thing is, is that ACC is so loaded that there's probably not going to be too easy or too hard, I should say, to to get some good wins. But there's not going to be too many bad losses as well. So we just got to. Right, because people are going to lose. The best, my friend. It's tight. It's tight. A lot of ranked teams in the top of the ACC. And oh, yeah. uh, some people, I mean, you know, that's going to change big time. So it'll be exciting. Oh, yeah. And you got the Pittsburghs, the Notre Dames, the Virginia Techs that are up there, you know, that yeah, everyone Virginia doesn't Tech. think are up there. They're you know, they're there every single. So, yeah. I mean, NC State, I live down here in Raleigh, and people are talking big stuff about them. So, mm-hmm. it's not easy. The only gimme should be the team that we play New Year's Day. <laughs> so, <laughs> Which we need, absolutely. All right. Absolutely, my friend. So, there you got it. Looking ahead at... Uh, Boston College. Uh, TJ, do you have anything to add to that? Um, no, just start of conference play. Let's let's get some decent wins. Right, exactly. We need we need quality wins, like Joe was saying, and it it's time to bring it. Yeah. And uh, you know, the romper room BS is over with. So um, that's it. I mean, we'll see how it goes. Um, we'll be back next week. After, um, we'll probably do another Wednesday, um, so it'll be uploaded on Wednesday evening, Wednesday night. You'll be able to hit us up for the next episode um, Thursday morning, get a fresh um, perspective on the Boston College game, and um, it'll be all three of us. <clears throat> so give us a like on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Nation podcast for Joey and TJ, we're out of here. See you next week. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And... Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The NBA Finals are heating up. Looking for hot takes on all the postseason action? The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage. 
Host and former NBA sharpshooter J.J. Redick not only has a plugged-in perspective on the action from his time in the league, but he's also announcing the games in real time for ESPN. J.J. has the ultimate insider point of view, and he's taking you along for the ride as he breaks down the best defensive schemes, dunks, and drives from each game. And speaking of incredible drives, there's no better place to tune into your new favorite podcast, The Old Man and the Three, than in a standard-setting BMW. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard, BMW, the ultimate driving machine. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Say goodbye your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.